hooving and topping your tardises. You're listening to another episode of Doctor. Huh? 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 Oh, hey, why 29 password sealed doors? Why not 30 or a million? Come on, Chris. Chris. Chris, I don't know. There, there was why not a why not a billion? Did you see a character put did put on a big old backpack in this episode, Sam? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. So basically, I'm right, right? No, no. Yeah, I'm right. Chris has a thing for you? big old backpacks. And the, did you not like the part where uh, Martha gets into the escape pod and she goes, "Oh no, I forgot my big sturdy practical water bottle." Hey, who are you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm Jordan, and they were saying boo earns with me. <laughs> I'm Sam. Don't ever talk to me or my living son ever again. <laughs> Oh no, he spoiled the episode. Someone post the River Song GIF. Which one? All of them. This is Series 3, Episode 7, 42, written by Chris Chibnall and directed by Graham Harper. How many, how many, is this Crisp's first time in the, this is the, in the first writing team? ever Crisp. Jordan, this is the first time he ever let us down. <laughs> he let us down? Did you like it? I thought it was okay. I thought it was Okay, that's fun. good. I, hey, I, I was afraid that I was gonna be I didn't want this to just be us both shitting on this episode. What was wrong with I, it? It was fine. It wasn't like... Oh, well, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk all about right. all the reasons that I thought this episode was fucking stupid. Okay. Um, I, I know that I know that people in the server were were pretty excited for this one. So I, I didn't want to just be like, this episode sucks, and eh, jerk off motion. But God, I did not have a good time watching this one. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. No. Come on. No, come, well, come on. Come on. Change your mind. No. Change your, change no, your no, mind. No, 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 Change no, your no, mind no, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. You fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. What if, what if, what if you did though? What if you're like, actually, no, I changed my mind. It is good. And you just let I that like it more episode. than you now. <laughs> you have to give it an A plus now. Better than, uh, Better than uh, Day of the Doctor. I give this than... a 10 out of 5. This episode was fucking incredible. This is the best episode I've ever seen in my life, and Chris Chibnall should definitely write the rest of Doctor Who. Hey, you know, we had a we had a very wet episode last week with the Cold War, or with Cold this War. This is a I hot think it was episode. Well, this is a hot episode. It's also a wet episode. It Everyone is kind is of like, everybody's shiny and wet, and, but like... But like this is you know this is like kind of Norman Reedus wet ass sloppy ass smack him with the sweat ass naked ass butt with the baby, you know that kind of that kind of wet not like soggy underwater uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea do 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 do, do kind of wet. Um, this is an episode. Are you done? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> I, I really understand wanted anything to. You just I said. really wanted to try to really uh, cement my point of the different types of wet. There's, so there's like, there's ocean wet. Oh yeah, yeah, go back for more, huh? No, 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 I want to make sure we get this. There's ocean wet, right? <laughs> so that's like, you know, you're in the sea, salty, you know, you're drenched. Uh, but then there's like dirt wet, dirty, <laughs> muddy, filth wet. They're not dirty or muddy, wet, they're sweaty. Sweating out of your eyeballs, fucking covered in oh is that what the monsters were doing this week soot and dirt and mud norman reedus is there and he's sweaty uh Uh basically those are the two different two different of the wets so okay so the so this is the same kind of wet as the previous episode we watched no 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 because that was ocean wet and this is this is uh this is uh, this is dirt wet there's no dirt norman reedus is not here i don't know what the fuck you're talking about no 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 i'm not saying it's dirty 
I'm saying it's dirt. It's the wet of the dirt, as in your human wetness, your human, your human mess that is being created. I understood from the, the difference before you started talking, and now I don't understand the difference. Like if you were running around hauling uh, packages of freight from Portnot City to why don't you just say sweaty then? That's because that you know if I just said this is sweaty, because that's our starting point. Because think about how much extra content we've gotten out of this episode for me trying to talk about much your like wetness. in Death Stranding, you've taken us on a, on a sort of adventure, but we ended up right back where we started. Where we know last week they were in the ocean, this week they're sweaty because it's hot. It's hot outside, um, but it's about the journey, not the destination. But nobody, nobody let them bones breathe, which was really uh, sad to me. I was really hoping, yeah, they we'd got get some rid bo- of the bones entirely. Yeah, the bones, I was like so ready to. See some bones hopping out, going like well, "I'm free," <laughs> but instead it was just like uh, it was basically just a, a dust. It was a, a silhouette on the wall, like trying to get a high five, which was you know, I mean, it was funny, but it was funny. They didn't. They left him hanging. They didn't even high five him. So I did think it was funny when everyone got incinerated, but I didn't think it was funny when they didn't high five the scorch marks. On I the was wall. hoping the doctor would be like, "Come on, I can't leave her hanging." Right? And then everyone laughed. <laughs> that is classic 11th Doctor. So, I mean, 10th Doctor. Yeah, no, he would... I think Capaldi might high-five the scorch marks. He might do it. He's <laughs> fucked up enough. He's a fucked up man. I uh, think I think Jody would have high-fived those scorch I don't think Jody would have done that because she would say, like, these, these scorch marks, you clever, clever, you are amazing. Scorch marks are amazing. And then actually, say, no, Jordan, she would high five them. Yeah, you're on, right. On the most recent episode we did of Sounds About Light, I said the word clever and I edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I caught I it while sure. editing and I was like, whoa, get that out of there. You know, Americans, I don't know if Americans say clever that much, but they sure do say clever on that Dr. Ha huh podcast enough. Can someone from America please tell me if Americans say clever as much as those, uh, Dr. Ha huh anyway, boys? Anyway, I think that Jody would have high-fived the scorch marks and they would have played uplifting music. <laughs> they would have played triumphant tr- trumpets as the That's sun right. came for them. Hey, it's uh, good to see Martha again. I like Martha. And Too bad she died this week. No, she was fine this week. Uh, but did you notice that there was an eye patch lady, but she didn't have the eye patch on this week? <laughs> She forgot to put it on before she came. Oh, uh, that's embarrassing. I uh, know. Hey, I literally, uh, two episodes ago, I think, on this podcast, I was getting uh, worked up about Clara being able to call the doctor on her phone. This her episode phone. begins with the doctor activating universal roaming on Martha's phone and saying, now you can call anyone, anywhere, anytime. And I said, whoops, my I, bad. Yeah, I, I feel know. like it's, it has come up. In, I mean, uh, reminder that in our, what, first episode that we watched the next time on was Winston Churchill being like, hello, I'm racist, and then trying to call him on their phone. Yeah, but I didn't see that episode. But you saw it in the next time on that he called the TARDIS phone that they well. had. Well, so you could see him do it. Though. Maybe the prime minister has a special phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> he needs the doctor. Um, okay, so the the doctor uh, and uh, you know spaceship acting Star Trek shaky shaky shaky. Whoa! Whoa! And they get a distress call, and they're like, "Let's go get the distress call." And they get out, and it's dirt wet in here. Dirt wet they all are, and they say, "Wow, it's so hot in here. I'm gonna be so muddy and sweaty." They're on a cargo ship, and they they get out of the TARDIS, and they're in, like, the vents room or something. They're like, oh, my God, it's so hot in here. They open a door, and the crew of the ship immediately start freaking out on them, like, don't open that fucking door, don't open that door, don't open that door. And all these security doors start slamming shut, 
including the door that the TARDIS is behind. So now they can't get to the TARDIS. Classic, but that's fine. If only they had a way to get that TARDIS just to, you know, recall. It, no, the, they- the fucking, uh, what was it called? The hat system? The, 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 the her system? The one that uh, just it's, makes... It's the hat system. Hate attacking TARDIS. Sad. It's a... It's a... Ah, uh, time... Hey, sp- attacking TARDIS? Scram! Hey. Uh, time to skedaddle. Hey, uh, TARDIS skedaddle. Uh, so, yeah, we meet the crew. They uh, all got various names. Um, the computer says something ominous about 42 minutes from now, and that's why the episode is called that. Oh, yeah. And Martha looks out the window and says, "Uh uh-oh, because we are gonna crash into the damn sun in 42 minutes. Yep. Just like in that funny book that everyone loves. Uh, the one with the forty-two in it. Oh, remember that guy? Who, like, what he wrote that? He wrote that episode. The sun. Remember that guy? He wrote the episode where it was just the Doctor and uh, Romana walking around Paris for about fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, I was sad that this had nothing to do with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I was kind of like, I mean, it kind of felt. I mean, I mean, I guess it's. I guess maybe it's on me that I associate that number with the book that I like, the funny book. Well, I assume it was an intentional reference. But it's not. Just, a, but like, it's just a number. They didn't do anything. I mean, it's forty-two. Yeah, minutes. No, there's a lot of stuff they didn't do anything. They should with have this gotten. Week. They should have gotten Douglas Adams to write this episode, even though I'm pretty sure he was dead at the time of. of uh, of them well, making there's no this. reason that he shouldn't have done it. He should have done it. They should have gotten Wake him up, back. Douglas. Come on, Doug. <laughs> Doug, get up. Get up, Douglas, Doug. we had an idea for an episode called 42. Can you write it? We don't can know you, what it's about. Can you write it over the course of a single weekend? No? You're dead? Ah, jeez. Boo. Ah, ah, beans. Who wrote the next one? Can we got to get Owen Colfer to write the next one? Ugh. Ugh. No thanks. Is that how you say that? I, I've always assumed. What is it? Eoin? I've never heard it said out loud, I don't think. I'm assuming it's Owen, like, yo. That makes sense. Yeah, sounds about right. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So the crew explain that there's seven of them here on this ship. It's Uh, mostly automated. I hope some of these, I hope they thin the pack soon so I can remember some of their names. Oh, there's four of them. Oh, two. Okay, okay. all right. (laughs) And we're good. Uh, So... They go to the engine room, where the engine has been destroyed. Oh, no! no. And the doctor says, whoever did this looks like they did it on purpose. And then they say, yeah, well, there's a guy, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, and then the, the, the captain says some names. He, uh, she says Corwin. She says Ashton. She says, uh, Crumsley, Bogdan, Rogdon, Togden. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. doctor looks mm-hmm. at the map and he says, oh, we're in the Taragi system. Cool. Taragi or something. Toragi. And then he know. talks about energy scoops. He says, you, you okay, ship still I, has your energy scoops. And this was infuriating because the moment he said, why are you using outlawed energy scoops? I was like, that's going to come up again later and I'm going to be mad when it does. And what we eventually learn, I'm just skipping ahead. I'm not going to get too into it. But the inciting incident of this entire episode is we didn't want the police to see that we were using energy scoops, which are outlawed. Yeah. That's why, that's why the crew did everything that they did this week is because they didn't want to get in trouble for using whatever the fuck they, I mean, we don't even see what they are. I mean, it kind of sounds like they were using some sort of illegal energy harvesting technology. It's like finding out they were fracking uh, a kindergarten or something. 
in my mind, whenever they said energy scoops, I was just imagining that it's like the tool that they use to shovel coal into the furnace. I would, I, I would say that the, uh, the reason for the conflict at the end of the day does not have a huge bearing on the episode. We just find out that the captain was engaging in some, uh, dishonesty and doing something she shouldn't have been doing and she and she also made a reckless decision because of the fact that she was kind of doing something uh uh you know illegal so she she didn't scan the you know it's it's fine oh my god you know this is also this this is is a classic type of episode it's very odd uh, to me that that like none of the things in this episode made me go oh my god so you're really gonna need to try to explain to me what what is so exasperating about this episode I, I will. Perfectly I mean, fine. I mean, one of the, one of the core issues I had with it is that I didn't really like anything about it. <laughs> you didn't like how wet they were? No, I didn't care you for You didn't it. like the Beatles um, pub trivia quiz? I also, I didn't like the part, we, this is like 20 minutes from now, but I didn't like the part where we learn that as everyone is fucking melting to death, they have something called ice, ice vents. vents. Yeah, I did, I did, that did, that did, uh, that did raise an eyebrow from me. Well, okay, here. I'll just say this right now. And I'll, Well, okay. Let me say what I was going to say, and then I'll say the thing that I'm going to say next. I mean, that's basically how we do the podcast anyway, but... Let's talk about the episode in order from... Of sequential... or uh, Sequential order of no. events. No! And so then we'll... And then we'll... As we do, we'll make a little couple of goofs and gags about some funny things that we noticed. How about that? Okay. Oh, shit. Are we recording this? Oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, no. We... All of the secrets of how we make our podcast are out now. You know what they say about sausage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thing number one. It annoyed me that the captain of this ship is one of the main characters of the entire episode. We don't get her name for like 35 minutes. Yeah, that's seeker life disease. You know, you got... I hate that where, shit. Where Just you, have her be you... like, hello, I'm Captain Kath. She had, should have had a, they all should have had name tags on. Or possibly had name tags labeled, hoodies. Label ho- uh, labeled hoodies. Okay, here's my big, big, big problem with this episode. Mm-hmm. is that it's full of ideas for situations for them to be in and none of it makes any sense and i think a, a perfect example of that of is, what i mean by that is the doctor says they're in the engine room and he says do you have auxiliary engines and one of them says yes they are in the front of the ship but there's 29 password sealed security. See, this doors is the one part about this episode that I think, and, and also the way they set the passwords. Uh, that's the one thing about this episode that I think is incredibly dumb is the part when he says, there are nine doors and there are nine of us and we all have bracelets on and we need to find <laughs> the digital roots of our, we need to uh, find the red and the dead. If you can find a person whose digital root adds up to one of the numbers of the doors, you can enter the door. And those nine persons might enter those nine doors within a span of nine hours. Okay, but, like, this whole, every, every moment of this episode was, like, a slight, like, hammer to the brain for me in terms of why would it, why would it work like that? Why are there, why are the auxiliary engines in the front of the ship, or I think they say it's the controls, but that still doesn't make any sense. Why would you need to get through 29 security doors by basically doing a trivia quiz? 29 security doors where if you mess up one trivia question, they all lock forever. You die. You die, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which which is a wild thing for them to say, and then it doesn't happen. Well, well, well they did say that they did. they set this up when they were all very drunk, so. Yeah, I, I think that Chris might have written this episode while he was very drunk. Uh-huh. 
there, I have more gripes than that, but they'll come up as they come up. Yeah, just uh, let it all we, out. Let it we all We get out. our first character with a name, which is Riley. Riley is inexplicably Martha's love interest for this episode. You know, sometimes you just need to, you need your character to do a kiss on a guy. So sometimes, and that guy needs to be very smart and be very good at trivia. Here's another, why does it work this way? Riley says, getting open those security doors is a two-person job. Martha, can you come with me? I will enter the passwords on the computer terminal, but I need you to hold a big doohickey and clamp the door and open it. Listen, this show loves its doodads, and, and, I will say, it gives Martha an excuse to put on a big backpack. Just like the biggest backpack you've ever seen. She does in your put life. on a big backpack. I assume that's why Chris wrote the entire episode. That's why. That's why. No, that's why they kept Chris on to write more because they were like, <laughs> "Damn, that backpack was pretty cool." No one's you ever write, written backpack-related scenarios. Can you write more like excuses before. to give Doctor Who characters backpacks to wear, like companions to have a big practical backpack. And but this time, this time, I want to make sure. You know, Martha looked so. She lost so much water from all that dirt wetness she was experiencing on the ship. <laughs> Uh, give her a nice, sturdy, sensible aluminum, sorry, aluminum water bottle with a screw tops lid with a nice gasket. Just keep everything, keep everything fresh in there. Give that to her too so she can be hydrated on her adventure. Sensible and practical. Thank you, Chris. Crisps. I mean, while you're at it, can you also save them from the sun? <laughs> the water bottle would have helped. What if she was like, <laughs> I know what to do, and she just splashed some of her water bottle on the sun and it went out. Easy. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so they she to goes do... to this guy Riley, who will be her love interest. Riley for explains that they decided all of the trivia questions when they were all super drunk, so they don't know the answers or the questions. And there's 29 of them, and if you fuck one of them up, everybody dies on the ship forever. <laughs> and also, by the way, some of the people who came up with these questions, it'd be like, "What was Greg's favorite uh, favorite soda?" And it's like, "Oh, I who's seen Greg? Greg? Oh, he's he's gone. He he quit years know, ago. I didn't know Greg." And I definitely I never didn't met know, Greg. What was Greg's third favorite soda of all time? Oh no. Greg was the password manager like two guys ago. <laughs> um meanwhile, uh the other the Ashton is one of the other guys, uh named for the fact that he will later become a pile of ash. <laughs> Just kidding, he doesn't. He's no, one he's, of the few characters yeah, who doesn't. He doesn't become a pile of ash. Nice try. Uh Ashton calls them on the radio from the med bay and says, You gotta get here right away. Corwin's being all weird. Uh, he's he's really he's really wiggling around. He's having a great time. He's having so much fun. He's happy, he's hydrated, he's staying in his lane. We also meet Abby, who I think is like the medical officer. Uh, she will be for about uh, ten minutes. Yeah let's, yeah, let's not get too attached to Abby, folks. Uh, <laughs> Don't leave her hanging, folks. So Corwin, who we find out is the captain's husband. What's her name like, again? Captain's husband? I don't know her name. We won't find it out for a little while. Her name is Kath. Kath. Eventually. What, Someday what's her name? Uh, what, Chris what's will her? remember that he forgot to name the captain. Yeah, it's like a, it's like on Secret Life with Adrian's mom. Just, and oops. most of the other characters. Yeah. Um. So the captain runs in and says, let me check on my husband, Corwin. And he's thrashing around in the oh, stasis chamber or whatever. a bad time in here. Ashton says that Corwin sabotaged the ship. He's got space Corwin. madness and he activated a heat pulse and closed okay, all 29 security Okay, hold on a minute, hold doors. on a minute, hold on a minute. They did say he had space madness. And that made me think about uh, Doctor Who classic, The Invisible Enemy, when they were talking about people having space madness. I thought that was Seeds of Death. Oh, it was no, it was Seeds of Death because a dude straight up dies of space madness. He well, has what, space, 
Or did he throw no, himself the, out the, the airlock? The Ice Warriors started shooting people, and then someone lied and said so. that someone had space madness. <laughs> That's me every time I don't like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've got space moderate annoyance, but I wouldn't quite go all the space, way to madness. Space yet. exhaling irritatedly out of your nose. Um, like that. Yeah, like that. Well, so, well, so exactly. uh, Corwin is having bad, bad times, bad vibes. He's, there's a lot of. This is kind of a Gagu episode, by the way. Oh yeah, Corwin says Gagu. Uh, Corwin says Gagu, but he will not be the only character this week to say it. So get get hyped, I guess. For- so it was it was an eleven out of ten episode. Yeah, um, and they actually do strap him down to a big funny, uh, dare I say, some kind of chair, <laughs> um, of some kind. Uh, no, it was it was like a it was like an MRI machine full of ice. Yeah, it's it's to make you. It's Which a, again, by the way, if they're if these guys are fucking dying of heat, I would be like, can we just turn on the freeze chamber and just let it cool the room down? Ah, uh, this is so nice. Just fanning themselves with a piece <sighs> of paper. Ah, why didn't I think of that, uh, Sam? I, <laughs> I I really appreciate you. I appreciate you trying to you know make some make some criticisms, have a little bit of fun. I would like to point out to our listeners that they are flying into the sun, and I don't think. That okay, okay, turning on okay, that's, the, that's, turning I'm not on saying the AC, that that's going to save it's their It's going to make them a little more comfortable, but we don't know right. what they need the ice vents for. There might be some of those fly dudes from uh, from Planet of the Dead on their ship, and they might all die, be dead in the cargo hold if they turn off the ice vents. Fly dudes? Yeah, remember in... Uh, remember in uh, Oh, the uh, Jackaroth? No, the Planet of the Dead. With oh, Planet of the Dead. Planet of the Dead with Lady Christina. I was thinking of De- City of Death. I, I rarely ever think of Planet of the we Dead. We reference it literally every week on our podcast. Hey, that doesn't mean I'm thinking about it. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, it's like you're not <laughs> even here half the time. It's like you're just not even here. Um, so they're yeah, gonna man, put I, they're gonna put Corwin in the cold chamber because he's not feeling great. He's got high temperature. In fact, later we find out his temperature. Meanwhile, was, someone runs up like in a swimsuit and is like, "I want to go in the cold chamber. <laughs> let me in. Let me in the cold." Though he really he really needs it this time. Pull, pull me down to two hundred negative two hundred Celsius. The Come beach on. is back. Secret life reference. Oh, um, hey, Jordan, remember the. <laughs> The doctor. Remember the episode? I remember when they made a beach. So the doctor runs in and he just starts, you know, doing the things he always does. He's like, hey, 200 cc's of good times. Put him in the he thing. He sedates Corwin and says that there's unusual energy readings coming off and of him. And then he scans Classic. him with a sonic screwdriver, which is weird because I thought that only, I thought the sonic screwdriver only worked on, uh, it only like read signals, uh, from yeah, electron. Yeah, there's unusual energy readings. Like a tree? Like a tree? We also see. That Corwin, mm-hmm. he's like keeping his eyes closed. He won't open his eyes. He's yeah, refusing to he open his like, eyes. He he's he's he doesn't want people to know he's got pink eye. Aww, oh, poor guy. They put him. They put him in the stasis chamber and they freeze him and he goes gagu and we see his hands <laughs> clenching and unclenching like in that episode with the other one. He's having a good time. Um, dude in a room, really just freaking out. Um, and then R- Riley's doing. Uh, Riley's doing pub trivia. Uh, oh, before before we go to pub trivia, we we need to establish the doctor. He's very suspicious of of the captain. He's like, yeah, he hates women. I agree. No, he's <laughs> he's like he's like, hey, some of my future selves are women. He says, uh, 
the 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 something he's got a weird infection corwin does did you pick up anything did you land on any weird planets and the doctor's being or the the captain's being very evasive did you use any kind of illegal energy scoop by any chance <laughs> do you scoop anything were you scooping were you scooping were you scooping hey, hey. Were you scooping hey look me in the eye right now and tell me with a straight face that you were you were not scooping this man has a scooping infection <sighs> Um, we go back to, so we're, yeah, we're doing pub trivia. This is when Riley reveals that they all got so blackout drunk that they can't remember anything. He yes, looks because at the, clue. The, the system of 29 security doors that lets if you, you mess the questions and answers. I also, and, if you, and if you mess it up, they all lock and you, you And die. if you mess it up, they all lock and this, the entire system locks down and you die. Uh, and he says that they, they created the question and answer list while drunk. I think he says at some point, like, you know, the logic of that is that only only we would ever be able to... I was actually kind of surprised. The fact that they were drunk did make me think that the resolution was going to be that they all had to get drunk to remember the answers. <laughs> I don't think that's how being drunk works, Sam. Well, I don't know. It's just, there was... I guess what it was was there was specifically one part where one of the questions, and thank God we don't get all 29, but one of the questions was like, what is the the age of the something i can't it was, it was like, like what what's day? your favorite color or something and no, I, no, no, I, I don't no, know the, i thought the, there was gonna I, be like a thing where he's like it's purple but when i'm drunk it's orange <laughs> i don't know this is my drunk self when i drink a new guy comes out and he's he's a new guy and his name is his name is not riley his name is his name is gridley and he's very different man than me now the questions are like what was the f- day that our voyage began yeah well the first the- question here is or or i thought there might be a thing where one of them would answer a question right and then it would be like eh, and they'd be like oh shit i must have gotten it wrong when i was drunk or something it was nothing like that but the the first question is yeah what was the year of the ship's first flight they opened the door uh, well, it's then, very important to remember. He puts the answer in, and then mark the question mark question mark question mark. And she then the chunks the thing onto the door and sucks it open or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The second question. We this is where we find out like, oh no, the crew isn't entirely the same as it was when we made the list. And some fucking asshole did like a complete this sequence of happy prime numbers. Yeah, and they're like, what does it mean? And then the doctor interjects. He's like, I know happy prime numbers. And he starts, he answers it and then he gives a long explanation. I don't know if a happy prime is a real thing or a happy number is a real thing. I, I believe it is. Um, I don't think And then he says, but okay. And then he gets really this, mad. I did like this part where he, he answers the question correctly. He says, put it in. And then he says, he's just like, I can't believe this. Nobody does nobody take recreational mathematics anymore. Okay, this, this though, I think is a great moment to bring up another gripe of mine, Uh-oh. which is the ship radio system. Okay. Which is because throughout this episode, they are on a ship. Every room looks like the same flavor of, like, grimy metal spaceship. Yeah. Every room is lit with the same, like, glowing orange light. Mm-hmm. And at all moments in this episode... Anyone can just open their mouth and start talking, and everybody else on the ship will hear them no matter where they are, even if they are not on the ship at one point. Where's the problem with that? The problem with that is that there are numerous scenes in this episode where I couldn't tell who was where. I didn't know where the characters were. There's one scene where a character is like, 
push that button and it cuts to the other characters like okay we'll push the button and i didn't know if they were in the same fucking room or not i think that's just you have bad media literacy sam i hate to break it to you but i mean you say that i can't pinpoint on the map the location of every character but i could at least tell who was with who at what time i i fucking couldn't i couldn't and i think that your description of this scene (laughs) Where you said the doctor tells them the answer. No, no, no. He says them over the radio because they're I know, in the I'm door just, zone. I'm but they can. Saying. They're talking to him over the radio the whole fucking time. They're all talking to each I know, other that, the whole episode. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Everyone is in different rooms the entire time. They're all talking to each other the entire time, listen, and it really muddled any sense of I don't like, be, setting. I don't want to be rude. I want to be rude to this show, to you, my brother, or to the people who watch it or listen to our podcast. But this show is made for. for for children's little children's and if little children's can watch this show i believe that you uh an adult uh, uh an adult with brain could probably figure it out but i mean i don't know i don't know I'm i don't not, know where you're at i don't know where i'm you're not at. saying that i couldn't follow the plot of the episode i'm saying it was unclear and it had no sense of setting and i didn't know they were where on a big old ship they were on a big old spaceship in outer space i know they're the on a fucking spaceship Do you want jordan to, what, this episode have a map screen no but i should i should have a sense of where the characters <laughs> are meanwhile in the tunnel meanwhile on the escape pod this is what you want no so sam and i are very mad at each other just so you know yeah, just just know that I just cut a lot of arguing. Um, the next question on uh, Doctor Disaster's House of Funny Doors is who sold more number ones pre-download? The Beatles. He says this is like classical music. By the way, it's a funny joke because it's like in the future. Yeah, I did. I did like the way that Riley reads the question where he's like Elvis Pr- Presley or the Beatles. Boo Burns. Boo Burns. I. I yeah, the do- they asked the doctor, and he's like, I don't fucking know. You deal with it yourselves. <laughs> oh, and but then, then here's a little joke. Uh-huh. Because he says, he says, like, Martha, I'm busy. Here comes the sun. <laughs> so funny. They're all gonna die. They're it's a song like by the really, Beatles. They're really close to dying. Martha uh, uses her universal cell phone to call her mom, her mom. Um, I kind of wish that we could have had, uh, if this was a Rose episode, we would have gotten to see Jackie. Not, no disrespect to Rose's mom, uh, but she's not as good as Jackie. Um, you mean Martha's mom? Yeah, no, but Rose's mom is really great, but I wish that we could have seen Jackie talk about the Beatles and she would have said, like, it would have been nice if Martha called Jackie on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I think Martha, I think Jackie could use, uh, a new friend and maybe martha could have called her and said hey jackie how's that new coffee table sorry i broke your last one um <laughs> sorry i brought it with us on the tardis to this incredibly hot ship oops it just burned, burned up. up no but she calls her mom and she says like hey i need you to do this right now and her i did like, like oh, the dialogue it. here where her mom answers the phone and is like martha we have to talk about the doctor <laughs> and martha goes mom please i need you to look something up on the internet i need you to go online i need you to access knowledge and then she, she lies like, and says that she's trying to cheat at a pub quiz. And then she goes over to her computer and she's she like looks it up and she says she says Martha, there's four hundred thousand results. I gotta I gotta look I gotta figure out which one's the right one. Martha should have been like, hold on, because she can call her mom at any time. She should have been like, hold on, I'll call you back once you found it, and then just hang up and immediately call her again like five minutes from now and be like, have you had time to sort through the data? 
And Martha's mom would say, no, I'm on, I'm on 200,000 to 400,000. My brain, my brain, it hurts. She calls her mom and she's like, Martha, it's good to hear from you again. I've learned so much about the Beatles since we last spoke. I have been in my kitchen for the past 500 years learning everything there is to know about the Beatles. Did you know, did you know that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, I don't know. I've Never got, mind. I've got, I guess I need to Jordan go back Jordan can't in. do this bit because he doesn't know, know anything about the Beatles, I apparently. I don't know anything about the Beatles. Did you know that the original drummer was named Pete Best and that then they replaced him with Ringo Starr? That's my one Did you beat. know that they used to be called the Quarrymen and they played Skiffle? <laughs> yup. Uh, those are some Beatles facts, folks. Beatles got. facts. I'm folks. surprised you didn't know any. You used to love the Beatles. When I was, like, four. Whatever. That's, like, how old you are now, I think. <laughs> Fuck you! You'll uh, always be my baby at least I may, I may have, I may be, you can call me mentally four, but at least I know where people are on a spaceship in an episode of Doctor <laughs> Cutting that. <laughs> I guess this is the power you have. So, Abby tells the doctors that some, something is happening to Corwin's body. It's changing. He's getting and then real he climbs up. out of the stasis chamber, and he, he <laughs> says in a scary voice, Burn with me. Burn, baby, burn. And he opens his eyes, and he goes Cyclops mode from he, X-Men. He goes Cyclops mode, and Abby dislikes it, I think. I wrote, dislikes it. She doesn't like she it. She says, no, this is hot enough that my bones won't stick around afterwards. No! My bones won't be able to breathe! So, uh, uh, the doctor runs to the med bay along with the captain and another guy who we will at some point learn is named Scannolin? 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 Sure. Uh, Meanwhile, Martha's mom tells her uh, Elvis had more pre-download number ones than the Beatles did. And then she hears Abby in the background go, "Ah!" (laughs) And And Martha's mom is just like, oh, things getting pretty pretty spicy the pub quiz. Heated pub quiz, huh? Some quiz. That's a really cool quiz. Um, It is a correct answer. We're good. We're good. Uh, You'd love to see it. Um, and then, uh, and then Corwin says, I'm not a scary enough TV monster for this episode. I need to put on a scary helmet to make me a little bit scarier for the kids watching. I mean, it literally is Cyclops from X-Men. He puts on a helmet so that he can have his eyes open, but I don't know what the fuck this helmet is made it's of. Got that a, he can see through it, but it's got it, sunproof eyeball holes and it's it got a little- It keeps in one billion light. <laughs> One billion light? It keeps in a billion light, Jordan. It's really good at keeping in a billion light. So I'm really proud of the show for working so hard to find a helmet that could do that. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought it was also impressive that they actually got a cast member who was Cyclops from (laughs) X-Men. They found a guy who had the sun in his eyes, but like the other way around. Why why do this with special effects when we have a guy who can do it? Is this what happened to Donald Trump when he wanted to get a real good look at that that eclipse? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, they find the Abbey-shaped scorch mark on the wall, and the doctor high-fives it, and, uh, he so, looks at the test so, results. I was so relieved. Um, the test results are abnormal, because, I mean, he's got, he's running a, he's running a hundred degree temperature, which, you know, the doctor seems concerned about that, but that seems like a low-grade fever to me. Uh, I have to assume that they're talking about Celsius. 
That would make the sense. Fuck just happened. I was just I was making a joke about it not being in Celsius because it was the British. Show, you, so I think you made a noise so loud that Discord refused to let me hear it. I said, "Oh," because I was making a joke that hundred degrees Fahrenheit is like a low grade fever, but hundred degrees Celsius is like that's like you're boiling. Water boils at a hundred degrees, so it's kind of like, "Wow, that's a high fever, folks." Folks. Also, the oxygen in his body has been entirely replaced with hydrogen while we're at it. Th- that's that to me feels like uh, I would Kylix. lead with that. That to me feels like Hylix Y fan fiction to me. I <laughs> uh, we have replaced all of the hyd- oxygen in his body with hydrogen, and because hydrogen has a positive charge, he is now a positively charged boy, and he's very positive. Anyways, uh, he's got you hyd- no charge. Mm. Uh, um. <laughs> The doctor speculates about what might be inhabiting Corwin's body. This is where he again is like, "You gotta tell me, did you land anywhere weird? Did you pick up anything weird?" And the captain you is sco- like, "Did no, you no, scoop? No, 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 did no, you no, scoop? No. You motherfucker! You gotta tell me right now if you you've scoop- been scooping. You've been scooping. I know. I smell. I smell a. Scoop I know you have the scoops. I know you have it. So what? Are you just got a scoop, but you're not using it." They're like, well, yeah, we we said we were going to swap it out. We're being very, very proactive about getting rid of this. Oh yeah, damn she did scoop. say like next time we dock, we're due for an upgrade or something. <laughs> this episode ends with the police just chasing them away from the sun, being like, no, the other way around. Like, you are under arrest for illegal scooping. <laughs> Uh, she warns the rest of the crew to stay away from Corwin. Meanwhile, there's another crew member who we haven't mentioned, but she has been here the whole time named Irina. And her her she... character trait is that she hates having to ask to be done, do stuff, and then she wants to be killed by a sun man. Yeah, Ashton is like ordering her around, which is, I would say, very reasonable as they're trying not to die. Uh, but she's, she's like digging through a locker and folks, the door of the locker is blocking the left side of the screen. So I think we can all see what's going to be there. I wonder what's behind that door. But yeah, she's like, Ashton, fucking Ashton, order me around. Ugh, just kill me now. Closes door. Did you, you called? (laughs) Seinfeld music plays. (laughs) <laughs> and and once again the bones not even a second to breathe i mean the bones over- are not a factor corwin incinerates arena oh well bye it was nice meeting sorry you. <laughs> sorry about your wife jonathan joestar uh oh yeah hey the the mave's mom on a bike of this episode is and i would say this is very reasonable we are constantly cutting to the timer i haven't mentioned it up until now i wasn't writing in my notes but we got 24 minutes to go everyone oh, hurry it's just up, like hurry that it johnny up. just like that johnny cash song he has a song. 20, 20, 24 minutes to go. I want to be sedated. Oh, it's just called 20, I think it's just called 24 minutes to go. Okay. I haven't heard it. It's, it's, it's a song. Okay. Great. Yeah. All it's right. Fine. I'll listen to it sorry. after this. Jesus. It's 25 minutes to go. I'm sorry. The whole oh joke, the whole joke is off by one minute. You got to cut this out. <laughs> also, while and we're, we're back this- from Jordan getting a Johnny Cash reference wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Ah! Um uh the captain asks the doctor, is it possible that you could cure my husband Corwin? And he says, I don't know. And she says, Don't lie to me, you son of a bitch. Do it! And he says, No, he's dead. He's extremely dead. Dead as hell. Sorry. Uh 
She says, once again, for the third time, I seriously have no idea. I don't know anything. I didn't and do then, any kind of scooping. Nothing was scooped today. I only scooped legal things. <laughs> All of this scooping is entirely is above, above the board. board. This is above the board scoopage right here. Wait, is it above the board? Above board? Above the... On the table. Belt. Above board. On board. Dirt wet. Um... Ashton is doing fixing things, and he says, I love being alive, and I'm so at a pleasant temperature right now. Oh, it's my buddy Corwin. (laughs) Nice helmet, buddy. Nice hat. And then Corwin's like, let's be bros. Look into my eyes. He doesn't, no, he doesn't look into his eyes. He just grabs him by the head, and he says, Gagu. And then Ashton says, Gagu. He says, we must share the light. And then that makes him a, another sun boy. There are two sun boys on the ship. Yeah, and then, and then Ashton <laughs> says, thank you. And then he says, here, take your commemorative sun boy helmets. Yeah, I he puts on another helmet. You. He finds Riley and Martha. And he's about to open his visor and kill them. But they run into the next room and they seal the door behind them. But and then I like this part where you get to play a little puzzle game to see who gets to launch the escape pod. Sort okay. of a competitive next, next criticism of this ridiculous setting that Crisps came up with. <laughs> you you the have escape to push pod. one million buttons to get the escape pod to launch. No. The escape pod, where basically what happens is that the people in the escape pod get to have an argument <laughs> with the escape pod over whether you or not it push, should launch. You get to push three buttons to launch the escape pod, and you need to press 300 buttons to say, uh-uh, no way, no way, I'm good. Yeah, Ashton in the hallway, he's not even in the room that the escape pod is in. He's in the next room over, and there's a terminal that you can use to launch the escape pod. Meanwhile, Martha and Riley are pushing the, for the love of God, don't launch I'm us good, button. I'm good, I'm good, it's totally fine, I'm good. And the escape pod computer's just like, mm, I don't know, Ashton makes a compelling <laughs> argument. But would the real Ashton say? What would the real Ashton say? Uh, Martha, meanwhile, is calling the doctor for help, uh... And yeah, so oh, Riley really weird, deactivates I the pod. The, I was so confused because I thought the doctor was in the escape pod with them. <laughs> well, hey, uh, if you want to fucking get back into this, you piece of shit. <laughs> I think the escape pod is a perfect example of what I'm not talking about because it has a blue escape pod light, which gave it a strong sense of place. And every time we're in the escape pod, I know where we are. You just need every room to be color coded like a video game. I'm not saying there's any color to <laughs> This one's going to continue for the rest of our podcast. I'm never going to forget don't this. Don't bring it up if you don't want to talk about it. I mean, I wanted to talk about it, but you had to tell me that I wasn't allowed to talk about it anymore. And you edited it out. And you probably edited in me saying something really stupid just to make sure that people know who Can you give me is. an example of something really stupid that you might say that I could edit in? <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, hypothetically? Um, I really can't tell... I don't know. I can't think of something. Okay. You think I can be stupid on command? It takes a lot of work not to be stupid, but I can't anyway, just do Anyway, Riley it on and Ashton have a typing battle. Riley deactivates the launch. Ashton I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed that uh, there wasn't a part where Martha helps helps uh, Riley type faster by also typing on the keypad. <laughs> but then Riley says, "This'll get him." Sierpinski series, and then the pod de undeactivates. Yeah. And and they say, okay, cool. We're good. Uh, and then apparently, by the way, if you punch the pad, that's just, that's all yes. you need. Yes, well, the doctor around this time arrives 
and Ashton is like, grr, and he says, why do you want this ship? And Ashton goes, grr, and punches the control panel, and the escape pod undeactivates and goes, okay, got if it. it. If you want it that badly, I get it. Meanwhile, no Riley is in the escape pod pressing the, no, seriously, don't launch the pod right now. And the escape pod's like, sorry, buddy, the control <laughs> panel broke. You know how it is. If they're that bad, I can't just not do it. Um, uh, and so they launch. So somewhere in here, the captain and the other guy who I think is Scannel, uh, they get back to the engines. The engines got all Scannel. fucked up and Scannel's like, what are we going to do about this? We, it's, we fucked it. He says, it's not just that the, okay, it's not just that the engines are fucked. The auxiliary engines, the controls of which are 29 security doors away, even if they get to the controls, they can't activate the auxiliary engines because the monster men sabotaged the generators too. Will this come up when they make their daring escape at the end? No. No, it won't. Well, they don't end up actually activating them. We'll get to that, though. Uh, so then Corwin walks in and he starts stomping hey, toward the captain. This Ross! is where she goes, Corwin, it's me, your wife, Kath. And he goes, me wife? <laughs> your fault. Women, women's fault. <laughs> I watched interesting podcasts. Now I understand how men are actually the victims. <laughs> he. This is where he starts to open his visor, but Scannel or whatever is like deploys the freezy time. I just snow remembered the air conditioning. <laughs> Turn on the snow cone machine, and she's like, "No, I was going to say what when we got out of here." Conveniently, Corwin is standing directly under the ice vents. And he he pops him open. Corwin gets frozen solid. I, I at that point I'm saying, can you just leave those open a crack? <laughs> just a crack. When I'm hot, enough. Sam. When I'm warm, you know, it's it's uh, getting to be summertime here. It's you know, it's getting up into the hundreds or uh, maybe a little higher. I when I need to cool myself down, I like to subject myself to temperatures that would kill a person, kill a human. I'm saying I'm saying just a crack. <laughs> oh, just a little bit of a sub-zero, like, instant freeze. Just a crack. Just a quick... You're just gonna cool down the if room. I'm, if I'm dirt wet, I wanna also have frostbite. Like, yeah, if I open the freezer, then yes. If I was in the freezer, I would die. But if I open the freezer, the room you doesn't You don't know what the freeze. ice vents do! They might be there for a reason! What? You can't just say, oh, why don't they just open the ice vents? They're probably there for a reason. They probably do something. Maybe they cool the ship so it doesn't explode. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe they cool the ship. They literally talk about the coolant and the cooling system like working on overtime to keep the ship from burning up from the sun. So maybe I would rather be very uncomfortably hot than be burning and dead. Also, the ship is flying into the sun, and the ice vents are not going to help them when the ship flies into the sun. I know, but I'm saying get a little bit cooler. This Jordan, this is the most we've ever disagreed on any podcast. I don't understand why this episode grinds your gear so bad, Peter Griffin. I don't understand why you're so not willing to accept (laughs) that I didn't like it. (laughs) I accept that you didn't like it, but the things you keep saying about them are confusing and strange. I'm uh, not say- Look, when I say that they should leave the ice vents open, is that a crack, joke? That's a joke. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You are so mad at me for not liking this episode that you've lost track of what a joke is. I don't know what I've never made a joke in my life. 
You are unmoored. I'm I'm the least funny person in the world. I've never had a sense of humor, and I've never laughed, and I've never (laughs) made other people laugh. Hey, I didn't say that. No, I'm not. I'm. You didn't say that. I'm saying that because I agree with you. Uh, so they kill Corwin. He's dead. They should have broken him, in, broken him up with hammers just to make sure. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Corwin, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then Look, we made him into a swan. <laughs> and then uh, the 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 uh... I would just be like I would be like Oh no, Corwin! Hey, can you like snap off a foot and I can just like hold it to my forehead? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the doctor, uh, interrupts, uh, the doctor interrupts Ashton, the other, the other, uh, warm, the warm sun man, uh, and he stops him and he says, Ooh, let me get a look at what's going on to that. Let me see under that. Let me see under that. But because I guess hive mind, I guess, uh, when Corwin got frozen and then broken apart into little pieces with a hammer, he um, actually didn't get broken apart, which is important I, because he will get back up and start walking I around mean, later. <laughs> That's why he did, because they didn't break him apart with with the. Uh, That's with what I'm saying. They should have broken him should've apart with hammers. I would have done it. You got to do what you got to do, right? I would have done it. I would have. I would have. I would have broken the man apart with hammers. I mean, maybe that's a little harsh of me that I would do that to my husband, but I would, and I would do what <laughs> has to be done. And that is why you should vote for me for new captain of this ship. Thank you. <laughs> I would never do illegal scooping, and I would break my husband apart with a hammer. If he all was- of the passwords are going to be like one plus one. I will simply write the passwords down on a piece of paper that I, I, you know what? No, 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 no. I will get rid of the passwords. I'll prop the doors open. The passwords are unnecessary. They seem to, they seem to cause a lot of problems. So I think we get rid of the passwords if you vote for me to be the new president of this ship. Thank you. Uh, so the, so, uh, Ashton walks off. He's going to go, uh, see if he can glue Corwin back together to get him to fix, fixed up. The doctor um, warns them about Ashton. They tell him that Corwin is dead. Uh, they take his helmet off, and his eyes seem normal now, but they won't be soon for some reason. Uh, so the the escape pod launches. Yeah, and then we the have doctor and Martha are like banging like on their respective screaming at each other. Holes. But there's a there's a there's doors in the way. But the doctor's like saying, "I'll save you." But you know, it's kind of a bad lip reading joke. Like it sounds like he's saying something kind of rude and offbeat. But yeah, he, Martha's like, "I'll shave fuck? you." You'll what shave, an asshole. <laughs> one little weenie. Why are you talking about one little weenie? Uh, this is the part where you might notice in my notes that I I wasn't sure if Martha would survive this episode. What? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know Martha. This is the this is the closest episode that we've watched to Planet of the Dead. Uh huh. And I know that in that episode, the doctors like all my companions keep fucking dying. All my and companions th- keep fucking dying, except for Rose, Martha, Ace, Leela. Uh, well, Jamie died in that horrible, horrible rocketeering accident. But my my point is, my point is not that I thought that Martha was going to die, but I was just like, damn, I don't know if Martha's going to survive this. One. It's cool that the tension got to you. I mean, that's very rare that we get to experience moments of tension in these episodes. Well, yeah, because with the format, usually I would be like, well, I know he doesn't die because he's in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> But, Martha, but this time I was like, I don't know if Martha's going to survive the next this time one. on Doctor Who at the end where it's the Martha's funeral, the funeral of Martha. Rest also, in peace. I couldn't think of any way that they could possibly get the escape pod back from the sun. <laughs> I mean, think about what happened with Jack Harkness, Jack Harkness um, where his ship was like one second from exploding and the Doctor was just like, TARDIS, 
only he had a machine, if only he had a magical box that could get people. But and also, by the way, he also can't get can, to the TARDIS. In also, this can, but also it's it can go back. In, it can go back in time, so he could just go back in time and grab her before. Uh, before you know to think about it <laughs> that's true that's true the escape pod launches and immediately uh the tardis appears and the I doctor think, uh... gets out of it with a beard and he <laughs> says hello it's been a few years i just remembered i could do this <laughs> i do love the idea that whenever the doctor has pressing at uh, business he he does take a couple of years to just kind of clear his head and, and chill out before he goes and does it um <laughs> fucking fucking matt smith gets out of the tardis and it's like martha i just realized <laughs> i have a time machine i just got back from pulling clara out of her time stream that took me a couple of years <laughs> i remembered i had one other thing on my to-do list i mean that's basically the plot of day of the doctor <laughs> <laughs> all the doctors remember they have a time machine <laughs> wait a minute i can go back in time and fix this wow uh what if every episode of Doctor Who ended with the Doctor going back in time and retroactively fixing the plot before it happened? Just like, the space whale is sad. Jodie Whittaker just shows up. Pushes the button. <laughs> pushes the button. She's just like holding a planner. She got like a list of problems. <laughs> she pick, uh, she like kicks the, uh, I can't remember the name of the a- alien that invaded on Christmas. Um, just kicks him over. Um, oh, the, uh, nope. Nope. It's gone. Sorry. I just want to say Skeksis, but that's something else. It's the Smexies, yeah. It starts it's with something like, like, the, like the, the Scrackalocks the or Scrag- something. The Scaroths of Jaggeroth. Yeah. Oh, Scaroth the Jaggeroth. That's right. Um, anyway, the escape pod launches and Martha dies. The they end. all have a great um, time. The end. So Scannell is asking Kath, Kath the Kathden, <laughs> uh, what did Corwin mean about it being your fault? Did and you she's do like, any, let's not did talk you, about that. Did you do I any, mad at you. Kath, Kath, listen, did you do any and i mean even on accident did you do any kind of illicit scooping promise look me in the eye pinky promise you didn't do scoop anything you well what scoop. we learned later is that the illicit scooping that prompted all this they do know that it happened they just don't know that it was bad yeah <laughs> we thought we were doing some good wholesome illegal scooping but it turns out we were doing some very bad illegal scooping this is the part where the doctor calls them on the radio and says scannel this is the first time we get his name scannel bring me a space suit I'm going to go grab I'm going to go here. push a button that makes it good. So Kath goes to deal with Ashton. Scannell goes to give the Doctor a spacesuit. Uh, this part is like as close as this episode comes, in my opinion, to being any good. This is the part because, on the escape pod? Yeah, like Riley, he's like, he's like, oh, whatever, we're going to die. He's he's being he's very droopy, like, man. He's doing, but he's not really. He's just kind of like whatever. Life is suffering. Who space, gives a space, shit? space sucks. And when you go into space, it, this happens. You know, my friends were on the working at the Devil Pit, and they're all bad. They all got they <laughs> the killed. Worst all day the, of my life. My best friends. My best that was, friends that was were today. all because he says like, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of people in my life. I had a million friends. They were all ood, and they got blown up in the Devil Pit <laughs> no, explosion. No, not my friend Alpha Beta Zero. <laughs> they killed all those slaves. Uh, so Martha is like, the doctor will save us. I believe in him. And Riley's like, I've never found anyone worth believing in. Trust says, Oh, you him. don't have a boyfriend, girlfriend, family? And he says, no, no I don't. I my haven't talked to my dead. mom. My mom doesn't talk to me. I just she go says, oh, this... I've got a, I've got a big family. You must be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> my life rules. I get to go around the world in a cool time machine and have fun adventures with a very silly man. I bet you'd love to live my She's life. Like, oh, I've got a, I've got a big loving family. You, you wouldn't, you're not missing it. <laughs> They're so loud. They're so annoying. You know, sometimes I just wish that I had a family that I didn't get along with and my dad was dead and my mom didn't talk to me. You would love so it. She, uh, 
So she she gets very sad when she realizes I'm gonna, like I'm gonna die here and they're never gonna know. I'm gonna what go call to my me. mom because I can't do that unlike you, you loser. And Riley, okay, this is a minor gripe. Oh no, I promise this is a minor gripe. This is a <laughs> she minor calls gripe. her mom and I don't even know how her mom got on the ship. <laughs> this is a, shut up. This is a very minor gripe. It's the fact that I know that Martha has universal roaming. I did think it was weird that Riley was like, call her on the phone as we hurtle towards the sun. <laughs> well, did you not, did you not forget about the part where, where Martha shows Riley her cool phone and says it has universal roaming? Yeah, this call. baby could call anyone, anytime, anywhere. I mean, to be fair, Sam, not 10 minutes before in this episode, Riley sees Martha call her mom on her cell phone. So is it really hard? Is it really hard That's for you true. to believe that it's possible that he just thinks that she can call her mom in somehow, some way? All right, I'll retract that one. Thank I'll retract you. that one. He doesn't, that's right. He doesn't know her circumstances. I'll retract that one. Whee, you win. win. You win. This yeah. episode's a 15 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she calls her mom. Her mom is sitting in her living room with the eye patch lady who forgot her eye patch. She's like a blonde woman. Uh, yes, who's this listening is the woman the that, the, that Wikipedia just referred to as Sinister Woman. I thought Sinister Woman was in Peter Capaldi's episodes. No, it's it's in this one. A d- different Sinister Woman. Different Sinister Woman. There's, There's a lot, a of, lot sinister of Sinister Women on this show. <laughs> the one thing that you gotta know, one of the key themes of, of Doctor Who is that women are very sinister. <laughs> women be sinning. W- women are very sinister. And they chase you around and they go, run, coward. What's that? Sinistar, it's the first video game with voice acting in it, I believe. Ah. Oh. It's a, it's I, a I've big, never heard of that. It's a big alien planet and he goes, run, coward. Is it good? I've, 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 a game from like 1922. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> you know me, a big, your number one Sinistar fan. Hey, you're literally the only person the I've last, ever talked to. The about number in one, my life. the last door is what was the first video arcade game to have a <laughs> to have voice acting in it. So they call you. They call. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. My phone's ringing right now. I know you told me to turn it off before we record. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, no, 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 no problem, no problem. Yeah, I'll just cut this. Okay. Anyways, uh, they call. They call. Oh, you're not gonna do it. No. Okay. Hold, yeah, I guess I can do the joke. Yeah, I guess yeah, I do can the do the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. No, it's in a star. What? Glad I could be, <laughs> we were just glad talking. I could be, of- glad I could be of help. Okay, bye. Was that what you wanted? Was that what you wanted for me? Is that everything yep. you hoped for in a bit? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, cool. Uh, Ro- uh, Martha, not Rose. Martha calls uh, her mom and says, "I'm really loving life. I'm having a great time." Uh, I'm sorry, I was being weird earlier. Someone did get murdered at the pub. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was being weird earlier. By the way, I love you. Don't ever forget that. Okay, gotta go now. Um, I hope the she sinister- also she also shouts out and by shouts out I mean says says tell these people I love them her dad and yeah. Leo and Tish we've got names we've got names for who I'll be on Leo and Tish watch for the rest of our life she's like I don't know if they ever appear on the show she's like tell my tell my new boyfriend Mickey I love him <laughs> hey good for Mickey. Mickey needed a Nick, Mickey Mickey needed a rebound after Rose Tyler apparently died in Army of, after Army of Ghosts. He doesn't need a rebound. He can make epic <laughs> transatlantic three pointers. <laughs> maybe that's how maybe that's how he won her. Maybe that's how he won uh, Martha's heart. He was like, "Hey, looks at her. Check this out." 
And then he just threw a basketball into outer space. And he's like, you gotta trust me on this. You gotta he switched trust me. it into the Satan pit. You gotta, tr- you gotta trust me on this, Martha. It did go in. The doctor and what's-her-name are, like, dangling in the Satan pit. And suddenly a basketball just it bonks, down. It flies down. It bounces from one vase to the other, knocking them both over and killing Satan right then and there on the TV show. And the doctor's like, oh, well, that, that's where that ended Well, up. that just happened. God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Martha says, I love you to her family. And then, yeah, we pan over to see that in the next room at Martha's mom's house, there is a sinister woman with earbuds on a, on a computer in the other room. Oh, no, she must uh, be a Cyberman. She's like, <laughs> hey, remember how Martha's actress first got Cybermaned? Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, so the woman on the computer is like, she's doing like a keep her talking gesture. I think she's like trying to track the doctor, I'm guessing, but we don't really Something get like anything that. on that in this episode. Um, but Martha is like, Mom, I'm I'm okay. I'm just doing can great. We just Feeling talk about fine. normal stuff. And her mom's like, is the doctor there? And Martha's like, I should go. <laughs> and she hangs up and Sinister Woman is like, ugh. Uh, and then this is where Martha like cries and hugs Riley and he kisses her on the forehead. And I was like, that seems like that's weird. That's weird. But he, and then he was like, he was like, ugh, you're so dirt wet right now. (laughs) He kisses her on the forehead and then licks his lips and is like, mmm, salty. (laughs) Here's a fun fact about my life. Speaking of, of something adjacent to that, when I used to work at Shake Shack as a griller, when I would go home, uh, after a shift, if I ever licked my lips, my entire mouth just tasted like hamburgers because I was just standing above hamburger cookings all night. <laughs> so if, if I was in the, if I was in the shuttle with, with, uh, with Riley and he had done that, he'd be like, wow, you taste like a hamburger right now. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Could I have more? <laughs> oh, also, uh, somewhere in here. Uh, Kath ambushes Ashton and throws him into the stasis chamber and freezes him. I think that's dealt with. I don't think he comes up again later. Uh, Scannell gets the spacesuit to the doctor and it's like, this is suicide. And, and what we learn that he's trying to do is, Jordan, it's time for my next criticism. Yeah. You don't know how magnets in order work? To get the In order to bring the escape pod back, he wants to activate the magnetic whatever that will retract it before it's too late. And the way to do that is that there's a lever in a circuit panel that is, like, just out of reach on the outside of the airlock. I think it's a perfectly reasonable place to put it. You think it's normal that he has to, like, climb uh-huh. out the out the uh-huh. door, uh-huh. and he has to, like, reach, and he's... Yeah, very exciting, very exciting TV, yeah, very exciting TV. And then and then the, the escape pod starts coming back, and then the computer on the escape pod is like, No, I can't, they told me that <laughs> I should leave. Must destroy self, I cannot, I, I cannot disobey my orders. Goodbye, uh, Also, we've world. got uh, 13 minutes left, oh no! They didn't even uh, say clever yeah, he, in this episode, by the way. No clever count. Nope. He reaches, uh, and he, he does grab the thing eventually, and he, he re-magnetizes the escape pod. He pulls it back away from the sun. It's an incredibly strong magnet. It's a good magnet. But it's that's fine. Magnet. It's a space magnet. Uh, but this is where the doctor, like, looks at the sun, and he oh, listens God. to it. That's a bad thing to do. Why would he do that? And he goes, <gasps> it's alive. It's a cool living sun. 
Oh, no. So they all stumble back into the ship. Uh, and Martha's like, Doctor, thank you for saving us. Hey, are you okay? And he opens his eyes, and they glow, but only a little. And he goes, stay away from me. But he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have, like, Satan voice like they gave to the other guys. It is, it is David Tennant just doing scary voice to, to yeah. him. Um, and then he, and then the captain is here, and he says, hey, it was your fault. It's your You're fault. scooping when you shouldn't have been scooping. And yes, this is where we learn that they used the scoops to strip the surface of the sun for cheap fuel. And the crucial thing is, this is this is absolutely critical, what they should have done, the proper procedure, you gotta scan would have been scoop. to first scan, scan for signs of life. It's the, it's but when they she says, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't want to waste any time because we might get caught scooping. They, they caught me scooping. On the first day of, of school... Not even scooping school, just school. You go sit down at your desk. You're, you, know, you got your brown paper bag with your lunch in it. Space. There's space. like a there's like a sort of out like a dated like <laughs> informational video. What to do before you scoop? Remember, kids, scan and scoop. Scan and scoop. A B C. <laughs> Always before scooping. Goofus scoops without scanning. Scoopus and gallant. Scoopus and gallant. Scoopus and gal scan. I don't know. Scoopus and scallant. Scoopus scoops without looking. No, scallant is a member of the crew. (laughs) Goofus scoops the sun without scanning and inviting horrors untold (laughs) onto that spaceship. Gallant always scans before he scoops. So that's what's going on. They scooped without skinning, and now the sun is fucking pissed. The sun is like, didn't you ever watch Scoopers and Gallant? <laughs> it's literally the first thing you learn. I'm kid. a star, and even I know that. <laughs> the number of cargo ships that fly past this star are like, oh, should we scoop it? Wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> No, nope, oh, it's this a living, one's alive. It's a living Let's sun. Get going. It's a living sun. I shouldn't have scooped it. I'm really glad I've remembered the first thing they ever taught me in school. Yeah, to, to the point that the doctor is like, he says, the sun is a living organism and it's inside me now. And he goes, humans, you just grab whatever's nearest and bleed it Most dry. of you are perfectly fine. You should fun. have scanned. <laughs> Most of you guys are okay. It's just you. You are the only ones dumb enough to forget to scan me. Everybody and else scans. Can- she literally says, it takes too long. We'd be caught. Fusion scoops are illegal. <laughs> As if that justifies it. The ship's onboard computer is like, Scanning begin. We will be scanning for the next two weeks. Please hide all scoops. Canceling scan. Not happy about this one. <laughs> this one Need I remind bad. you of Scoopus and Gallant? <laughs> Even I, a computer, knows the rules <laughs> of scooping. Clippy pops up. It looks like you're about to scoop without scanning first. <laughs> Oh my god! That's really good. Um, so, the the doctor says, put me in the cold room. I'm so warm right now. This will really be what I need. This is really what I need, please. Yeah, I thought this was, I thought this was kind of cool. He's like, uh, well, it's pretty freaking cold, if anything. But he says, 
you need to keep my body below 200 degrees or the sun will take over me and kill me. You need to you need to freeze it out. And he says, I can take about 10 seconds, which seems like a lot. He's going to come out looking like Matt Smith is all I'm saying. But bad news, Corwin starts moving again. They should have no, smashed him to pieces with hammers. They should have killed him with hammers. Or at least made him into a beautiful swan. Uh, he puts the helmet back on. There is a pretty funny part here where Scannell is like working at, on the doors while Riley is returning from the escape pod. And Riley like runs into the room to help him. And Scannell just goes, Riley, what's your favorite color? Good shit. Final door. True or false? You should scoop then scan. <laughs> and then, and then, Kath wait starts, a minute, wait a minute. Kath, Kath starts, answered this Kath one. Starts sweating. <laughs> and she was drunk when she came up with the answer. It's gotta be scoop then scan. <laughs> scoop first, scan stars later. Uh, so they put doctor, they put the doctor into the, uh, the cold box and he's like, ah, um, this, <laughs> ah, that's better. No, this this part was good. David like Tennant it. is like doing stuff. He's he like he gets said, really he does, scared and he's like, "No, please, I changed my mind. I can't just kill me. Like, I can't take the chance that it, I might kill all of you." And then and then was it Martha who says like, or was it him? He says like, "Hey, when I'm about to die, my body does some crazy shit and I become a new funny British man." <laughs> get, get my emergency bow tie ready. <laughs> get me the fans. I got a good feeling about this. Just next in case. Month. Just in case, I might need that fez. Actually, Jesus, I'm saying that as a joke, but that was literally when the Tenth Doctor was reincarnated. He goes into the like dressing room and is like, "I'm going to figure out my style." Yeah, what's his look? What's his? What's his? That vibe? is an actual thing. I make forgot. Makeover, 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 makeover. Uh, this is another problem that I have. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just keep. Look, pil- we just, just, just going to keep piling coming back it to it. On. I think that the ship doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because they put the doctor in the stasis chamber and start cooling him down, and we do get to see a Frosty David, which is fun. I did like Frosty David. But I then, felt so uh, fresh looking. Zombie Sun Corwin in the in the engineering room is just like, oh, let me deactivate the stasis oh, chamber. Oh, well, this is actually me. my favorite part of the episode, actually, because what happens is they said Corwin is in electrical. He just cut the power, and I was just thinking, you know, I saw Corwin, Mongus. Corwin in electrical. Emergency Mongus. meeting, let's all get together, Cor- Corwin venting sus, that Mongus. kind of thing. Just kind of among us. And you and know hey, that on, on that Patreon, hel- we're going to finish the Invisible Enemy, our most Among Us episode of all time. <laughs> I think I think that would be really easy if it was, like, um, Red is super fuzzy. Just fuzzy from head to toe. <laughs> get him out of here. This game's easy. Red is fuzz. <laughs> F-U-Z. Uh... So yeah, he he turns off the stasis chamber from engineering, which is really cool. Uh, we've got five minutes left. Kath goes to take care of it. Uh, Scandal and Riley, meanwhile, are at door number four. The doctor is like, "You need here. Okay, here's the new plan. You need to get to the front of the ship and vent the engines to return the sun particles back to the sun. It's it's our only hope. You gotta Maybe the sun the, will be chill about this. Set the scooping machine to reverse, and then it'll. That's like, right sort of unscoop it that's right can you unscoop the sun uh kath catches up to corwin and she's like you're right corwin it was my fault 
blah, blah, blah. The gist of it is they end up in the airlock room and she says, I'm sorry, everyone. Corwin, I love you. And they get sucked pretty, out of the airlock into the sun. fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, they answer, they, 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 um, Riley and Scandal do answer the correct, the answer of, yes, we should scoop, then scan. Love, Kath. <laughs> um, they uh, try to turn the, the doctor, on. Yeah. The doctor, meanwhile, he's like, I did like this part where he's trying to, like, crawl out of the stasis chamber to turn it back on. <laughs> uh-huh. But the sun stuff that's inside of him just keeps making him, like, twitch and roll away from it. He's going absolutely bananas right now. And yeah, he's he's like, Martha, I can't fight it. Did you, by Burn the way, with me. did you, when there was an episode where a man in distress is just on the ground going, Martha! <laughs> did you not think about uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn I, of Justice? I so regularly forget that that movie exists, I, I'm happy to she's say. She's gonna hurt Martha! Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? Anyway, Uh, anyway, Anyway. okay. Riley and Scannell get through the final door. They're trying to turn on the engines. I guess Scannell forgot that the engines won't turn on, even though he knew that the generators were broken. (laughs) Uh, Martha, this is the part. I'm sorry, Jordan. I hate Uh to bring it up one more time, but this is the part where Martha, we don't see her in a shot with Scannell or Riley. I couldn't tell if she was anywhere near them, and I just thought that that was bad. Pretty bad, pretty cringe. Oh man, ah oh, jeez. I just feel like I should know where the fuck the characters oh, are. I'm sorry. Oh. So Martha is like, you guys need to vent the engine, dump the fuel back onto the sun. They do. The doctor's eyes go normal again. This is where I got confused because oh, I'm silly and I funny thought, again. Huh? I said, oh, I'm silly and funny again. <laughs> I'm silly and funny again. Uh, he puts on his 3D glasses and has funny shoes. He does on. this like weird uh, thing where he kind of like curls his upper lip and he goes, hey. Can't, can't he show pulls the, out a snow globe. Yeah. Uh, what, was that? what was that? So I thought that the auxiliary engines turn on. I think what happened here is that the sun just stops pulling them in because apparently it has the ability, much like trees can turn off oxygen, the sun can turn <laughs> off gravity. Because we learn later that they are just floating and waiting for, like, the space authorities to come. Yeah, they're them. waiting for the space cops to tell them they violated uh, law number one. Uh, the yeah. most easy, the most, the most well-known law in the universe. Oh no, no, wait, what? No, they say, they do say. Hold on, now I'm confused. Chris, what have you done? Chris, One of them says, Chris. "Uh, we have just enough reserve fuel." Sure. So they, so the, so they do work. So they were fine. Yeah. Um. The the the. Oh, and also, in case anyone was wondering, they do. Uh, the sun does release them from its grasp at at says, the exact moment that the timer runs out. And so, it says, "Thanks, no hard feelings." <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted my stuff back. <laughs> it was, I just, it was like my favorite part of myself. You gotta thank understand. you for returning my skin. <laughs> they said it was its heart. Martha reunites with the doctor and they hug. Uh, some amount of time passes. They are no longer sweating. They yeah, are they cooled got down up. a little bit. They stood under uh, the ice vents for a couple minutes. <laughs> we, uh. could, we could have a couple minutes of the ice vents open. Then we got. That's why. That's why. Uh, that's why Riley is missing an arm. Snapped right off. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. But they did sculpt it into a swan. Uh, <laughs> they get back to the the TARDIS and the doctor kind of brags about how, how undamaged it is. We didn't mention it, but the reason they couldn't get to the TARDIS was because the room was like three thousand degrees. Yeah, 
And and everybody, all of these people, all their coworkers and friends are dead, but at least the doctor's funny blue box is okay. Yay. Uh this is where Riley is like, Martha, will I ever see you again? And she says, No. But it was nice <laughs> not dying with you. I always thought I she was gonna say someone I thought she was gonna say, I'll give you my funny phone number. <laughs> she says it was it was nice not dying with you. I hope you find someone worth believing in. And he says I already did, and they kiss, and it's really, really weird. weird. (laughs) Also, I did like that Scannel is just standing awkwardly out of focus behind them. He's T-posing. Framed between them, like fucking Lori on Kyle XY. Nope, Nicole, I I legitimately forgot her name for a minute Crying outside the car as Ricky and Amy did their big kisses. No, 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 no. Uh, Nicole when Kyle and Jesse kiss. Oh my god! Oh my god, the greatest kiss in the history of television. The out-of-focus upset Nicole. <laughs> Framed between her two adopted children kissing. What a show. Very good show. Season three was not very good, was it? Uh, so they get back on the TARDIS. This was weird that Martha's like, huh, guess we didn't really need you in the end, did we? I don't really know what she Some, meant I think that. The, I think the doctor kind of told them how to save the day. by Maybe un- she was being sarcastic and being like, we would be absolutely fucking dead if it weren't for you. I don't know. Uh, I like that there's like a classic doctor type thing where he's like, uh, so what next? How about ice skating on Kurha or whatever? I wish there was an episode where they just go ice skating on the planet uh, Skatealon 9. Um, Not Kurha, the one that they said? That I just said? There's only one way to name planets in sci-fi. I don't know what to tell you. Um, they go to Skatealon 9. They go to Zambonialon. <laughs> that sounds a little, uh, a little, uh, a little dirty. They go to, they go to Skatealon 9 and they just skate and absolutely nothing happens and they just have a fine time and then they come back. I do wish that more episodes started with them, like, getting back on the TARDIS after having a fun time somewhere. Yeah. Like, they, we only ever see them have <laughs> They, like, times. get on the TARDIS and you just hear, like, steel drums coming through the door and they're like, bye, everyone! And they're, nice, like, sipping nice pirate for, like, costume, the Dan the Man! Looking great! Oh, that was great. Now what? And then, like, five minutes later, people are, you like, screaming go, you and You want to go to the Hell lasers. Planet? You want to go to the Hell Planet of Skin Remove Yalan 4? <laughs> Flay, Flaylon 9? Uh, hey, I didn't like this. We talked about this on, uh, Father's Day. Uh huh. That the doctor gives Martha the key to the apartment. It's such a fucking, you're my girlfriend now move. I hate it. And same with, and the worst was in, in Snowman with Clara. And he like looks at the key that his ex, his ex's key. And he's like, ooh. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, it's in it. But yeah, I Sometimes don't like... Sometimes our brains protect us from things I that are damaging. Like, I don't like the girlfriend key at all. It's very weird. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah, he, he, like, thanks her and gives her the key to his apartment, and she calls <laughs> her mom back, and it's like, hey, sorry, it was a weird day. I've, I was being really over-emotional earlier. Uh, can I come over for dinner or whatever? And this she does, says, this hey, fucks me up, though, because, uh-huh. because what she's like... I'll come for dinner. What day is it, by the way? It's, and she says it's election day. And I was just like, you had this really horrible experience, this traumatic experience. You called your mom basically like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, you're like, okay, I'll see you eventually. I still do want to go on some cool adventures with my cool time traveling spaceman boyfriend. But I will come home in a couple weeks to go and, you know, see my normal mom who I don't like. Is that, that how you interpreted it? Yeah, you don't think that like- she's going straight there? I don't think she's going straight there. I think she was like, I'll come back 
later. That's why I'm checking in to see what day it is. So I know. But that from I- your perspective, I arrive and I have a beard and it's, that's how long it's <laughs> I have been. an old woman. I arrive and- played by Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> I don't think the doctor was the one who was on the phone with Martha's mom, Sam. I think that was, I think that was Martha who was talking Is that about. not how British people work? When they die, they become Jodie Whittaker? They all become Jodie Whittaker in the grave, yeah. Um, and then a weird We're all part Jody here. in the end. They hang, they hang up, and then Sinister Woman puts uh, Mamtha's phone in a bag. Um, and then yeah, she like, like she puts it in like an evidence bag. And then did you like, mention that there's sinister men there's standing in the room? There's two sinister men, and then Martha's mom is uh, the is, is, uh, no, the sinister woman's like, did you vote for David Cameron? Winky face at the camera. I don't know if he was. I don't know who was running for prime minister at the time. Uh, and then she says, I did vote, but I won't tell you who. Ha ha. I assume that the election storyline is something. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is just a complete non. Well, they're trying to elect a ghost right now. Yeah, that's what made me sad is that I know that it's not a ghost. I guess I don't know that it's not a ghost. And uh, then she says, but, uh, "She says Mr. Saxon will be very grateful, Mrs. Jones." Oh my God! Her name be? is Mrs. Jones. That's Martha's last name. Yeah, we knew that it was Martha Jones. Uh, who is Mr. Saxon? I wonder. Oh, who, who cares? I'm just excited to know Martha's last name. Um, and then next time on Doctor Who, there was an episode I actually really remember, and I I think I liked it. I think I remember liking it, but it's like the Doctor has like a watch or something. He He's says screaming Gagu, with electrodes on his head. He says Gagu so many times. They're in like 1913. Martha's weird scarecrow thing. There's like a guy. They turn their heads and they're all scary. And then he says something about is he human? Totally human. The test results are in, and you're not a you're a human. And then Martha's like wearing a maid outfit. Um, I remember liking this episode, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it next week. I mean, uh, if the thing really? said, uh, yeah, I okay. don't know. At, early on in the episode, I thought it could turn out to be a C plus, but by the time I got to the end, I was pretty sick of it. I did ultimately give it a C minus. I gave it a B minus. B minus for me. B minus for me. Perfect. Okay, fine episode. Right. I, I thought it was like also the. The living mm-hmm. sun thing felt like a real waste of a pretty interesting <laughs> plot point. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen enough, like, Star Trek episodes with something of this type so that it doesn't bug me. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think of, uh, you know, I think of, like, our letter grades as, as, uh, you know, F is just terrible, D is bad, C is average, B is, like, pretty good, and then A is, like, awesome, right? So it's a B minus. It's like a bad, it's like a, a lower end of the good episode spectrum. That's me. fair. It was a C minus for me. I didn't. I didn't like the setting. I Did didn't. We, I thought uh, the plot was a good idea, but I just thought it was very poorly executed. Do we have any awards to give? out? I think if there was anything that worked for me, it was the stuff with Martha and her mom and Martha and the doctor. I thought was good. I have so, a C minus for me. I have uh, a, companion awards. I have a. I have a thought. I think the. Mm-hmm. I think the doctor might get the. I think the doctor might get the purple Mickey this week. Medal of Mickey, but the yeah, I'd Mickey. say he gets the Medal of Mickey. I thought it was a Purple Heart, like a pur- like when you get real fucked up, you get the Purple Mickey. Uh, it, that was what it was gonna be, but I think that you Mickey called sounds- it the Medal of Mickey, yeah. and I liked it. Okay, more. Medal of Mickey. I think the Doctor gets the Medal of Mickey for getting fucked up real bad. Uh, Martha, I don't think she gets the uh, Sarah Jane Award for Companion Excellence or Companion Her Initiative. Companion Initiative. She did take initiative offering to help with the doors, but that's but like, pretty fucking she didn't minimal. Really, she didn't really do anything of her own. You know, she just basically hold the, held the doohickey to a door. Yeah, um, she contributed very little to the plot. Nobody, like, all she really did was tell, was she delivered them the doctor's message, 
which sh- she didn't need to do because there's radios in every fucking square. Nobody got sicko murdered, so no Le- uh, no Leela crosses. I we don't we yeah. don't give Leela crosses to Scannel. No, no, no. Or to Kath for fucking yeeting herself out the airlock with her husband. <laughs> uh um, yeah, Jordan, it's time. It's time. This is this is going to be a weird episode because by the time anyone hears it, it'll be five minutes long because uh-huh. I cut all the arguing. Uh, so now is the important question, Sam. Which doctor? I'm trying to give it a little. I'm more I'm on the it. same page as you. I want to see Let's more Jody. 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 Are you still Jody. Are you still on the Jody train? Jody. 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 Huh? It's a Capaldi. It's a Capaldi. We are going to be watching series eight, episode six, The, the Caretaker. Caretaker. Is this the pro life episode? Is this one of our time bombs? Uh, let's see. He goes undercover as the caretaker of Cole, Cole Hill. Hill. Is it Clara? I uh, yeah, see, we'll have Clara. I want to see Bill again. Give me Bill. Where's Bill? Let's see reception. Positive reviews. Four out of five. Good reviews. Comic time. Oh, they says praised Capaldi's, Capaldi's comic com- timing. I love to hear funny. that. He's a funny boy. Funny man. I don't see anything about it being pro-life. <laughs> I don't know. It just the the phrase caretaker gave me what if this is the pro life one? Well, I now think, hold on. Wait, when what? when is this episode? Because is he going to be dealing with the same children? Probably the ones that that uh, Clara tried to murder. Uh, this is this four is episodes before in the, in the forest, forest of the, of the night. night, and, and it's also three episodes, episodes after, after Robot, Robot of Sherwood. What a shitty episode. So, can we talk about... I guess sorry, I'm assuming then that two, he's not dealing with the two same Two in children. a row. Two in a row. I know we don't usually do this. This is not usually at our wheelhouse. But two in a row uh, by Paul Weimschmerst. There's one called Kill the Moon, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Wilmhurst. Or Wilmshurst? Fuck the moon. Fuck the moon. Kill the moon. And then there was one called The Mummy on the Orient Express. So that's... But, like, sometimes with these episodes, they have a very funny title... And then it's really like Nikola Tesla's Night of Horrors or whatever, Night of Terrors was a very uninteresting. We're going to watch the episode Dinosaurs on a Spaceship someday. No and it's going to have neither dinosaurs nor, nor spaceships. spaceships. Yep. Um, well, that's all of it. Mummy on the Orient Express sounds pretty good. Pretty though. funny. Um, I think it's time we, we wrap up, Sam. Tell our uh, listeners about how they can uh, give us money in various ways. Yeah, there's various ways you can give us money on patreon.com slash potting bros. One dollar gets you a mildly special discord role marking you as a friend of the show. Uh, you'll have access to all of our bonus content on our next episode of Classic Who. For the first time, we have re-rolled a serial that we watched some of and didn't finish. So we are going to be going back for the rest of The Invisible Enemy, where the doctor... Makes a clone of himself and shrinks it down with a shrink ray so that he can inject it into his own brain. I need you to shave me, Leela. I'm fuzzy. There's going to be a tiny doctor fighting the villain inside of his own brain, which is pretty good. Canine is there with his creator, Dr. Mario. That's his real name. That's not us joking. That's not a pretzel situation. His name is Dr. Mario. No, his name is Dr. Marius. His name is Dr. Mario. It's a real name. I actually thought it was Dr. Mario. I, you must yeah, I know. Seen. That's why I had to correct you, because I could sense that you thought it was true. Five dollars. <laughs> no. Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny, funny voices. So funny. Ten dollars gets you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. I also forgot to mention that five dollars gets you a shout out. Ten dollars gets you all that shout out, bonus content. We'll fucking clap for you when we shout you out, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it, which I don't know when that's going to be right now, because 
We're Folks, in, a Final we're in, Fantasy XIV patch came out, and Jordan is... I'm doing community group activities every week on Friday, so... <laughs> Call Jordan's season 13 of Doctor Who, because he's in flux. <laughs> I was just about to say that, and you took it from me. I saw that flux. What? I saw that flux Blu-ray box set, by the way, and I thought, "Wow, this would be a really the one funny- that you own." No, but I thought this would be a really funny way to spend forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and if you donate at the forty dollar level, if we you donate can get the forty dollar box level, set once a month, I will buy. I will buy enough flux box sets to set up a flux box set domino run that when you knock it over, it spells, <laughs> it out, spells flux. out flux. <laughs> <laughs> this is my grand finale of our podcast. Viva El Fluxer! Thank you to our $5 and $10 subscribers. Dan Big Challenges Silva, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Tasty Sea Sponge, and thank you to House D'Souza, Cassidy, Destry Hawk, H Cave, and Sauceworks. Saluting! I wish I could clap and salute at the same time. Ow! Um, Ow! Ow! I'm Patreon inexplicably removed the goals feature, but we are $13 a month away from watching Why did they Fortwood. do that, Patreon? I don't fucking know. Uh, because they're going to replace God, it with the AI. The email that I got, they were like, this is a very exciting opportunity. We are getting rid of the goals feature, in, in a, and we're going to offer new Nothing. and exciting ways for you to sell merch. Trade offer. Cool. Trade offer. I take goal features. You receive Nothing. <laughs> When are we going to start selling our merch, Sam? When are we going to start selling a shirt that says, that's got Scoopus and Gallant on it? Scoopus and Gallant, <laughs> Scoopus and Gallant fan art coming soon, by the way. Give us your, I've, give us your best Scoopus and Gallant. I like that you say coming soon on, hinging on anyone doing it. Yeah, well, listen. We're not artists. Yeah, we're not artists. So, and also, I don't think you can do fan art of your own podcast, even if I was an artist, but. I'm a, I'm a fan of my work. I, <laughs> I'm a fan of Scoopus and Gallant. Definitely, everyone is. <laughs> I grew up watching those shorts. For the record, even though Patreon did disable the goals feature, I do have the goals still. So they we're are like, still in yeah, play. We're thirteen hours of thirteen dollars away for what are we doing? Thir- th- uh, uh, Doctor Who movie was it? I think I might want to rediddle it, but I don't know. What do you think? Because I at the I time we decided I, that a hundred dollars is we watch an episode of Torchwood. That's crazy. And then, I think I think and then hundred and fifty is the movie. No, a hundred dollars. We should watch the movie. And we'll okay, put it up I'm in good the with that. Feed. If we get to a hundred dollars, we'll watch the fucking Doctor Who. We'll movie. watch the Eighth Doctor movie. Put it up on the main feed. If I think for a hundred and fifty dollars a month, which is an insane amount of money, we'll never make. I think we need to just start putting Torchwood into our uh, into our rotation. So the, the plan was, the lower goal is watch an episode of Torchwood. I don't know if we ever talked about it on, this, on the podcast. Live production meeting. sure, why not? No. Live production meeting. I propose that if, if for some reason people give us $150, this will never happen, by the way. Uh, but if it does happen, uh, we put Torchwood into our Dr. Han rotation. <laughs> why are we doing this on the podcast, Sam? Do we have a message this week? We have a message this week. Who's it from? It's from Stephanie Karen. Who cool? Um, who's reading it? Is it my turn? Uh, oh, this is not actually a message for us to read, but I will read it. Oh, well, thanks. It says my my credit card expired, so here's my <laughs> new credit card number. No, I mean it's not a thing for us to say in a voice, but here's what it says. 
I'm re-listening to Jurgen It, and not only do you guys reference Kyle XY, a couple episodes later on a pregnancy-packed episode, a discussion of horny fanfics being called Lemons occurs, with Jordan bringing up that, I guess, non-horny fanfics are called Limes, and then he mentions offhand, thinking that there was a type called Grapefruit! Yeah. The signs were there all along. I feel like, I feel like at some point, I, I brought up on Kyle XY the citrus, uh, citrus, Fanfic. No, that I, I do remember talking about that. I think that was on the pregnancy packed episodes, and it sounds like Stephanie Karen is listening. Stephanie Karen has figured out that we that um that we had a premonition about grapefruit. Grapefruit. Remember when I said I would never you would say never say it again, and then he said it in the next episode. <laughs> one of those little jokes. One of those little jokes that that uh, the universe plays on you. Uh, thanks God. Thanks God. It was pretty funny. It was a good one. I was actually it was pretty good, funny. It was a pretty good one. It was pretty um, good. Um, socials. Is that it? Yeah. Social media. You can find all of our episodes on, uh, or you can find us on Twitter at potting bros. You can find us on co-host at potting bros. I think. You nope. F- nope. Dr. Huh? Dr. There huh. is a potting bros account, but I haven't. Oh. You can find I, us on, on co-host at now. Dr. Huh? You can find us on Tumblr at uh as dr huh you can find me on twitter at brad Rex. you can find me on tumblr at punished breakfast and i'm on co-host of positive stress uh next week or the week that this goes up i should say uh i'm gonna be on my final episode of zero to zero we're finishing <laughs> fant four stick <laughs> we're finishing fant four stick and then It'll what will val and giga do all about it when that's up to I them as we go on just the doctor who theme he's funny dies uh, when he regenerates are you gonna regenerate into a different podcast host <laughs> i mean i don't want to spoil anything for for our podcast also on sounds about light we have started birth by sleep when you birth Ventus by time. sleep, you don't birth by Being sleep. Being a Keyblade Master is all I've ever dreamed about. Being a Keyblade Master is all I ever dreamed about. Hey, Lois. <laughs> That's right. Tara is Peter Griffin. Is that what Tara <laughs> sounds like? Yeah. Do a Tara impression right now. What does he sound like? That is my Tara impression. He's like, the darkness. Where did it come from? Why does he talk like Jordan B. Peterson? That's how he fucking talks. Why does he talk like Dr. Darkness. Master Xehanort, I have to, I have to find Master Xehanort. The Keyblade sows darkness and discord in our hearts. We must clean my room, and and I'm going out to the sea. I'm going out to see the uh, the the live the Sebastian under the sea crab band, and it moved me. It moved me to tears. I'd never seen people all on the same wavelength in the room before, swimming this way. I've that's... never been in a room with people agreeing with me before. <laughs> uh, that's it. Anything else? Noise Space. Noise Space. Good podcast on Noise Space. Check out Pod of Greed. Check out Well Cool Robot. Check Wait, out. Where are you on Kamarocha Radio right now? Um, we are. We just met. Um, we just met. Uh, the bad guy in Yakuza Four. No spoilers. In the chapter where you meet him and then he walks around with you in Kamarocha for like twenty minutes. Um. So we're on the Tani Mora chapters. Love that game. Eh, it's okay. Uh, that's all for this week, Sam. Uh, we narrowly avoided being uh, dehydrated from being so dirt wet. Uh, so can you all, can you lead our congregation in the doctor's prayer? See us home safely. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose.
don't know why I'm doing this. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of Blackjack Harkness. May Dan the Nice Man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. God, I hate that part. And may the doctor light Light your your path path through time. time. time, 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 time. Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye, I don't know what the fuck that was. (laughs) 